right, good evening and happy new year, everybody. And welcome back to yet another episode and another year of the Rocks and Roots podcast. I am Tumbles and Cranky. I'm looking at him through the screen. And uh, before anyone else talks, I just want to say we've just hit year two or three. Two, three? Year I think it's three. Holy shit. We just hit year nope. three <laughs> with the podcast, which is shocking. Anyway, happy birthday to us. All right, go ahead, talk, Crank. I'm done. <laughs> All right, I am your other host, Cranky, and I'm super excited because we have one of our favorite guests back for round three, Kyle O'Grady. So Woo-hoo. go back and listen to the intro if you weren't paying attention for all of his stats. That's right. We don't need... He, you know what? He doesn't even need an intro. Y'all should know Kyle O'Grady by now. He has such uh, a great YouTube. His YouTube channel is just blossoming. Um, and you are planning on doing a lot more for the YouTube, aren't you, Kyle? Oh, you got that right. Awesome. It's well, never going to stop. Fabulous. Well, welcome back. It's wonderful to have you. We're glad you're alive and well. <laughs> no, I'm glad you guys invited me back on. I really enjoyed doing this show. And Is this going to be the first episode in 2023? You're number yes. one. Wow, I'm honored. I almost said 2022 there. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> I wrote but... it down for the first time today. It felt as oh. weird as it did in school, you know? <laughs> I haven't done that yet. I I'm probably going to write 2022, like I almost just said there, to be honest. It's still, I still feel like I'm in 2020. It's kind of crazy. This yeah. time's just flying yeah. by. Mm-hmm. Especially with the events of the last two years, it felt like we went through time warp. We pretty <laughs> much did. <laughs> you are our first guest. We ended the year with Tat. We're starting the year with you. So I am super excited because you guys are our favorite guests. So. Mm. We are here today to talk about a couple of different things. The relaunch of Trail Tales, um, the YouTube, but most of our discussion is going to center around your PCT PCT hike, (laughs) which you completed or you stopped your hike in what month? Uh, September 10th was the last, well, actually... Um, it was kind of an abrupt ending. So I guess September 9th was the last day uh, okay. that we were hiking 2022. And yeah, some and of we'll you get... may think it's snow, but it is not because of snow. And we'll nope. get there. We will get there. Yeah, we will get there. <laughs> so let's start with just the broad strokes. Um, so September 9th, and when did you guys start? Uh, May 15th. Okay, and how many miles did you complete approximately? You know, I should probably know the exact number. It's kind of ridiculous that I don't off the top of my head, but somewhere around 2,200. I think it might have been just like a little bit shy of that. So almost the exact length of the AT, funny enough. I I wonder if I could even like look it up real quick. Let's see if there's a PCT distance calculator. There's got to be. Whether or not it's accurate is a whole nother. Okay, here we go. Starting point, Southern Terminus. That's where we start. Oh, but then there's miles in between. Ah, you know what? Oh, Screw it. Right. Never mind. It's going to be. That's I was okay. even thinking about that. <laughs> Shit. We'll do 22. You basically did another um, AT distance. Yeah, it was, It was. you know, it was, yeah, around 2,200. I did look it up once very briefly after I got back, but I just forget that. I just remember thinking like, oh, wow, it was pretty close to 2,200. And so now I've just been saying around 2,200. <laughs> That's See? still very important. It is. Uh, I was going to ask, uh, you started naturally at the Southern Terminus. Yep. Uh, is that Campo, Campo, California? 
Campo, California. What a place. What, what a place. <laughs> I'm sure it's hopping. Um, <laughs> and where, how far were you able to continuously go before you had to start skipping? Oh, good question. So this one I actually could look up, I guess. Where the hell? So we, we got to uh, Mount Shasta area. I can't remember the name of the exact road, to be honest with you. Um, man, I should pull up. I'm going to pull up Google Maps, too. Sorry if I'm making your editing job difficult here, guys. Oh, we're keeping all but, this okay. in, dude. You're going to yes. keep it all in? All right, I'll try to <laughs> run my mouth to make it entertaining while I look this up. Do, 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 do. Where were we? Mount Shasta. So that's the... Okay, so it would have been right near Interstate 5, um, just a little bit south not south on the trail but just south of the town of mount shasta california okay and i really want to get the number for that too interstate five and for those of us who are ignorant in geography approximately where in california is that that is solidly norcal um i think we had something i'm not <laughs> Just, People are just gonna estimate, think I didn't even hike the PCT. They're like, this idiot doesn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's solidly NorCal. It would have been probably just another resupply, resupply and a half, maybe two resupplies um, before we would have crossed the Oregon border. And so we had to skip okay. from Mount Shasta up to um, Ashland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, to be exact, we could have kept going a little bit further past Mount Shasta, but we kind of made a bit of a rash decision to be honest um and skipped a little bit extra just because the fire was pretty close and we weren't sure what was going on and if it was going to be smoky and in hindsight i kind of wish we had just hiked that section but that's the decision we made and i finally got the numbers here we hiked um 1500 or uh, 1500 and 5.3 miles according to this website with continuous footsteps before we finally had to skip up to Ashland. And then there was another section. We, another 60 mile section we had to miss Mm. in Oregon. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, we got off at Stevens pass in Washington, ultimately. By Leavenworth. Yeah. By Leavenworth. Yeah. We were in Leavenworth, Leavenworth, um, that last day and then went back into Leavenworth on the way out. So that was my last PCT experience was in Leavenworth for now. Anyways. Yeah. Leavenworth is such a lovely town. It's not Kansas, folks, for all of you wondering if it's Leavenworth, that Leavenworth. It's not that Leavenworth. Uh, <laughs> Leavenworth, Washington is a, a gorgeous little German, like, Oktoberfest town that you all should go visit. But um, 1,500 miles. It's so hard to grasp because we live in such tiny states that that's basically all of California is 1,500 miles. Yeah. So what were your... Um big three pieces of gear tent shoes pack and i know that you made a change in your tent if you want to talk about that as well yeah sure um let's see so my pack i use a ula cdt which is a frameless pack um i've used it not this exact pack but i've used that model of pack for a long time it's pretty much the only like ultralight backpack i've ever owned i hike the at with one um, and then I got another one in 2020 and that thing is, it's doesn't have much life left in it now, but it had enough, uh, to get me through what I did of the PCT shoes. I use the, um, shit, the, uh, Olympus, the ultra Olympus fours and 
then for my tent, I started with the Gossamer gear, the one, and it was all right. I ended up switching about, oh, let's see, here I go again. Uh, I can't remember exactly where, somewhere in the Northern Sierra. So a good, a good ways in, maybe like 900, that's just a guess miles in. Um, I ended up switching around there to the Z-Pax Plex Solo because I am a spoiled YouTuber and I get emails from companies every now and then saying, hey, do you want this for free? And they get a tax write-off and I get a free tent. And so I usually don't take those, to be honest. I get way more of those than I actually take. But in this circumstance, I wasn't super happy with the other tent I had. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to take it. <laughs> so I did. And I switched good for to that you. one. And it was a good tent, honestly. Yeah, I, I have Gossamer Gear, the two. So what didn't you like about the one? So um, it wasn't all bad. And honestly, I think value-wise, it's a pretty good tent because it's significantly cheaper than the Z-Pax tent, um, which is part of the reason why I bought it. And it's very lightweight, too. I want to say it's like around 18 ounces or so. Mm -hmm. But I didn't like it because the honestly, the biggest reason was because the one that Gossamer Gear shipped to me you know i i paid for for that one um it had a defect in it the uh one of the seams wasn't sealed properly and i know you could fix that but i was in the middle that of the shouldn't hike. happen yeah it shouldn't happen exactly it, it shouldn't happen with you know a high quality piece of gear and, and i've talked about this in plenty of my videos and i have yet to see another comment from someone else who said they had the same issue so i, I don't want to make it sound like you know i, I want to you know be be truthful here i'm not trying to just like completely just shit on gossamer gear um, oh i so have you have okay <laughs> on well, the podcast yes well, tumbles first day out new pack rip seam i have heard of that happening to uh to z packs as well to be fair but um no I, i've never heard of this seam ceiling issue being a thing that happens to other people too so it's. I think there's a pretty good chance it was just a total fluke, and they got really unlucky and happened to send it to the guy that has thousands of people that watches his videos and is now yeah. complaining about <laughs> it. Um, and then I also got unlucky too, because I had to use it. Um, but that was a reason. That was probably the biggest reason why I didn't like. I just didn't trust it in the rain. Um, gotcha. I actually didn't even really get rained on much on the PCT. But there was actually a hike I did just a week or two before I started the PCT in North Carolina and I used the tent. It was kind of like a shakedown hike mm -hmm. and I got a lot of rain on that hike. And it wasn't like it was just like coming pouring into the tent or anything, but it was just leaking through the seams, not the seams. There's just one seam in particular. And so there was water like kind of gathering at the foot end of the tent, like little, little tiny little pools. And I didn't like that. And so I just didn't trust the tent. I knew I was going further North up in Washington. There's always a chance of rain. And so I was like, man, I, I just, Again, I would have kept going with it if ZPAX hadn't reached out to me. They made a good move. But um, I had the opportunity to switch, so I took it. And ironically enough, I never ended up getting rained on, so I would have been fine. But, you know. You know, and if then you also, didn't get it, you would oh, have been sorry. rained on, you know. Oh, yeah, you're probably right, honestly. <laughs> if I hadn't switched, I probably would have been rained on. <laughs> and then just another thing I didn't like about it, and this isn't, like, um, unique to the Gossamer Gear tent, but the material that it's made of, I called it Sil Poly in one of my videos, but then I had some people in the comments saying I got that wrong. So I think it's another type of like silicone material or some shit, but whatever it is that it's made of, it that material just isn't the best in the rain because it absorbs water like slowly. And so it just kind of like makes the tent sag 
it makes it harder to dry out. It's just like, it's just a lower quality material. And obviously the, the Gossamer gear tent was a lot cheaper than the z tent. So it makes sense. And so I don't yeah. put that on them. I bought the tent. I knew what it was made out of before I bought it, but I just wasn't crazy about that material either. And so if I were to do it again, even if it's easy to say this, honestly, but genuinely, like if I were to do it again, I would probably just spend the, especially for a long through hike. If it was a shorter hike, then maybe not, but for like a long, 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 through hike one of the one of the long boys as i like to say i would probably spend the extra money and just get a dyneema tent instead of dealing with the uh the sill whatever material i don't even want to try to guess because i'll probably get it wrong again yeah i i definitely found that i mean when we experienced some rain up in great basin with the tent it wasn't bad but i could definitely feel that it does soak up the water and it sags yeah 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 but condensation i feel like it's going to be a problem with just about any single wall tent so is that something that's unique to that particular material you think it has to be if you're experienced if you experience that we experience that yep. well i think it's more a, the my understanding anyways was it's more the the, mat- the material or, sorry, not, no 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 not the material man sorry i went for a okay. a pretty long like run slash hike today i'm just freaking exhausted so i'm stumbling okay. all over my thoughts but um my understanding was it's more just about the nature of the tent so a single wall tent because when you have a double wall tent you've got the rain fly that's you know not attached to the actual tent there's kind of a little bit more room uh for airflow mm. a little bit more room to breathe and i think the single wall tents this is my understanding of it anyways i, okay. I think it's less to do with the material hmm. and more to do with the just the nature of having nothing but one layer of right. fabric. That makes sense. You. And those tents, you know, they just don't breathe that yep. well. Although, to be honest, it's never really bothered me too much. Granted, it's probably a little bit drier out, a lot a lot of bit drier out there on the West Coast than it is on the East Coast, but I don't know. Definitely it sags, like, for for sure. Yeah. Now, I, I said the thing that I hate saying. but You don't like the word sags? <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> Oh, for sure. <laughs> I did it to myself. Um, that's like in a lot of hiker videos for sure. And I it always drives me nuts. And That's I, just I a podcaster to- thing. Dude. Yeah. I guess we're official now because I did it to myself. All right. Let's move on. Um, what was the adjustment like from Northeast Trails to the desert? Granted, it's not exactly the same, but we did um a section of the grand canyon this yeah. summer and it completely kicked our ass because Ooh. of the change in um climate so what was that like for you guys yeah it was pretty crazy i i if i recall in our last episode we talked about this quite a bit because i feel like that was one of the things that i was the most like nervous about yep. yes and and i think that i did a pretty good job preparing for it overall or as good of a job as i could have done without actually going and hiking in those conditions prior to just being thrown into the desert but it was crazy um i had i did a pretty good job with my gear honestly and my clothing and stuff and you know i made the best guesses i could before i went out there but i was always thinking like okay i can always adjust things like you know no big deal but for the most part i pretty much it, it, it worked for me and that definitely helps obviously going into a new environment. If your gear is kind of like working for you, that's definitely going to help. But overall, I mean, I was wearing sunscreen a lot <laughs> for the, I, I honestly, 
I did slow down the sunscreen a little bit after I got out of the desert, but for most of the trail, I was lathering up versus if I felt like most of the other hikers stopped after just like a few weeks and I was like the only one still putting on sunscreen, but that helped overall. It wasn't quite as difficult. The desert part anyways, as I think I was fearing, but I think if I had gone into it without doing so much like preparation, both, uh, you know, the gear and also just thinking about it, um, and trying to prepare my mind for it, I guess. I think if I hadn't done that, then maybe it probably would have been a lot more difficult. Cause I know a lot of people struggle with the desert, especially at the beginning of the, their through hikes just cause they're not in shape yet and all this and that, mm-hmm. and maybe their gear's not right and stuff. So I know a lot of people struggle with that, but for the most part I did for pretty much the entire desert. I felt like I did pretty well. I managed the water carries well. I survived. I didn't die. So I I went on to hike a lot further in the desert. So I think I did pretty, pretty good overall. Well, we, we say a lot of the time that it's mostly mental game. So you seem to have mentally prepared yourself very well for it. Yeah, Um, for sure. Ha, I did it. (laughs) How did your foot fare? Yeah, we talked about this in the last episode too, didn't we? Yeah, you were worried about that. I was worried about it. And honestly, yeah, it didn't do great at the beginning. And so I I started the trail. And before, just to recap a little bit, when I was training actually, right around the beginning of April of, of 2022, so a good month and a half before we started, I started to notice like a little pain at the bottom of my foot, but it was never like a severe pain. Um, and it, it just wasn't that bad. And so I didn't think it was that big of a deal and it never really got any worse before I left, but it just never got better. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, I was like, on one hand, I was like, kind of, I was very worried because I was like, I have this fucking injury right before this hike. But then on the other hand, the pain was never that bad. And so I was like, well, hopefully it's just not that bad then. And I started hiking and it, it just didn't go away. It, was like it got a it got a little bit worse um i was i was still able to hike but i was just starting to worry that i was going to be doing like you know some damage to my foot or something and i was trying to self-diagnose it which is not a good idea um because i was wrong and after a good 150 160-ish miles I was really starting to get worried. Like I was thinking that I might have to actually get off the trail. I remember at one point I even like was looking at like flights and buses and how to potentially get home. And I, I ended up actually, I think it was, no, it wasn't Flossie's idea, but he kind of encouraged me anyways. So there's a physical therapist Um, and her like business name is blaze physio, I think. And she travels like up and down the PCT during the hiker season, like helping hikers. And so I, I think I had seen her Instagram or she had followed me or something. And then I kind of mentioned it to Flossie. I was getting pretty desperate at this point. I hate to say it, but I'm usually the kind of person that like when something's wrong, I try to figure it out myself much longer Mm -hmm. than I should before I ask for help. And so I was going through all these things. I was trying different stretches. I had like a cork ball. I was trying everything. It wasn't like I was, you know, neglecting it. Like I really was like trying so hard. Like I did not want to get off the trail. And I remember at one point I even told Flossie, I was like, if I can figure this shit out, like I'm going to be the happiest hiker on this entire trail. 
Um, but anyways, so I was getting pretty desperate. And so I finally swallowed my pride a little bit and mentioned just kind of casually to Flossie. I was like, Oh, like maybe I could, you know, try to talk to this physical therapist. And he was just like, yes, yes, you should, you should do that. <laughs> like he like really encouraged me. So I was like, okay. Um, so I sent her a message. I still remember exactly. Well, I don't remember where it was, but I remember the spot I was at, um, the mental picture, I sent her a message. She wasn't able to, she was too far North, um, to actually see me in person, but she said that she could do like a, uh, like a video chat basically. And, and another thing I liked about, and I think I want to have her on trail tales, honestly, at some point, like her, her business is like so sick. Um, her prices are very affordable. And so she knows she's, her clientele. She's, exactly. She, she's a through hiker herself. She yeah. hiked the PCT. So she, she gets it. And so, I, I was like, well, I guess I'll do this video chat. And, you know, I gave her a bunch of information beforehand about the injury and my history and stuff. And we went on this video chat and honestly, my hopes were pretty low, like nothing against her, but like, I was just like very defeated. And I felt like, what is a, an hour on the phone going to do? And I was wrong because she, she freaking knew exactly what it was. And I was totally wrong. I thought it was something with like my, my one of my tendons around the outside of my foot and she was like i really don't think it's that i think it's something called cuboid syndrome which is just a it's a bone on the bottom of your foot and it can get just a little bit misaligned and it's not really and she told me again this is just what i remember i'm not an expert on this obviously but she basically told me that it really wasn't it was you know painful but it really wasn't that big of a deal so that made me a lot more confident that i wasn't gonna like hurt myself if I like, you know, do like serious damage or permanent Mm -hmm. damage or something or have to get surgery if I kept going. So that was nice. But then she also gave me like a couple little exercises I could do to try to kind of like get the bone back into place and kind of alleviate some of the pain. And so I started doing that and that made a huge difference right away. And then another great thing she did was she told me about another physical therapist that was a few towns ahead of where I was that could actually do an adjustment to the the bone and like pop it back into place. And so I got like the contact information for that physical therapist. And then when I got to big bear Lake, a few towns later, uh, I was able to meet with that physical therapist and she did the thing and I was totally fine for the rest of the trail after that. Although ironically enough, since I've been home and I've been running and doing some other stuff, it's actually started to hurt again, just a little bit. It's not quite as bad, but now I actually know what it is. So I think I'm, I'm managing it better. I should probably go see another physical therapist at some point. Sounds like Maybe. it's the pounding because of your yeah, running. Yeah, I don't know. I was totally fine for the rest of the PCT. It never bothered me again. And then <laughs> I took maybe like a week off after I got home and then I went for a run and I felt it after the run. Yeah, but it's not as bad. Like it's it's not as bad. So I'm not like terribly worried about it, but I kind of have a feeling there might be. Eventually I might need to go get like some x-rays or something, but I don't know. For now it's fine. It was a whole ordeal, but thankfully <laughs> it was solved Figured and became out. the least of my worries after just about, you know, 200-ish miles or so. Well, you started this when you were doing the Cranberry Lake 50, right? You know, my foot did hurt, get hurt on that hike, but I don't remember, honestly, what that was. I never got it looked was at. That, I just it was re- something different? I don't know. It, oh. it, it might not be, but all I know is after that incident, that was in 2021, I rested it for like a month and a half. And then I went and backpacked like 160 miles after that. 
and I was totally fine. Oh, okay. I didn't have any issues. So it very well could be related. It very well could just be a total coincidence. I don't really know, unfortunately. Well, glad the trail provides. Yeah, really. Yeah, I felt very lucky that I was able to continue. All right, so um, Mount Whitney. I was watching that video. This is Craig's favorite. Yes. I sent it to Tumbles when I got to that point in your hike because we did um, Mount Wheeler this summer and I got hypoxia. So watching Flossie struggle and and hearing him talk about um, hypoxia, I was like, I've been there. I identify with this. So can you talk a little bit about your summit? and what he was going through and how you guys dealt with that. Yeah, the whole situation was pretty stressful, even Mount Whitney aside, because in that section of trail, I'm usually like really good with planning, like resupplies and mileage and stuff. But I kind of made a bit of a mistake on that section because we didn't have quite as much food as we wanted to. And for those of you that don't know, the uh, Mount Whitney is close to the PCT, but it's about uh maybe i don't remember exactly like i don't know <laughs> like 10 it's, miles off the trail maybe something no. like that oh it's that far off wow okay it might even be a little bit further but i can't remember exactly but it is off the trail right and so it might be it might be less than that i don't know but it was enough that it kind of made a a difference to us cuz it you know kind of chewed up most of the day and so we were already kind of stressed about that by the time we even got to the base of Whitney and we kind of had a ra- had to ration our food the day before, um, you know, we still, we weren't going to starve. Like we were okay, but we just weren't eating as much as we would have liked to. And then we're going up Whitney and everything was going fine until we got to just about maybe 0.3 from the top. And Flossie started to have some, some difficulties. He was like, Again, I I was fine, so I mm-hmm. don't know exactly what he was feeling, but he just I, I think he just was like having some mild like altitude sickness. And so he like stopped and he was like very panicked. He said his heart was racing. Um and he, he actually wanted to to like turn around and like descend a little bit and then come back up. And I was like, Okay, if we have to turn around, we have to turn around. But like I was like, just stop, let's rest for like five, 10 minutes, like get your heart rate down. And then we could pretty much see the top at this point. Hmm. And I was like, if you're not feeling better after that, then we'll turn around. But like, you know, let's just start there. And so we did that and he was able to feel a little bit better. And so we basically just went up, touched the top and then we turned around and went right back down and he was fine once we got down a little bit lower. But I think he was a little bit nervous about that happening again for the rest of the Sierras. Because I remember there's a few times on other passes, you know, obviously we were never going that high again, but we were still going up, you know, yeah. 12, 13,000 uh, feet. And so he was a little bit nervous, but I don't think it ever happened to him that bad, at least again, or even ever. I think it was more just anxiety from it at that point. That's what he's told me since anyways. Well, I have a feeling that if you didn't make it, there would have been that what if we should have, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. you know, but I'm glad you guys made it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mean, there's no like shame in turning around either. Cause that does happen to a lot of people on Mount Whitney. Like a lot of people do have trouble with that up there and other mountains, obviously, uh, like you just said, cranky, like 
So I don't know. I'm glad we did it too. But if it had been any worse, we we would have turned around. I mean, Flossie was already kind of thinking about it. But I think in hindsight, we we made the right choice. You know, mm-hmm. sure. no, you did exactly what you're supposed to do. Um, <clears throat> yeah, perfect. And basically, you because when it happened to me, you have trouble concentrating. Um, so I really had to slow down. And that's what he was saying in that video, like really having to slow down, yeah. pay attention to every single step. You feel lightheaded, disoriented. Yep. So, um, yeah, you guys did the exact right thing. Stop. If you're able to continue, continue. If not head back down. So I'm glad that it worked out for you. And then once you're in the Sierras, you kind of acclimatize. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think I would have gotten it worse because we stayed at 9,000 feet. We camped the night before at 9,000 feet. And if we hadn't done that, I think I would have been in a lot more trouble. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, once you acclimatize, you're pretty much good to go. But it's just that period of 24 to 48 hours to get used to breathing um, at that altitude. Yeah, which is crazy because we had been... Obviously, we hadn't been up at 14,000 feet, but at this point, we had been hiking in the Sierras for like two days, I think. Okay. And so I was kind of thinking, I don't know, I, I was fine. Um, you know, you, of course, like you, you have a little bit harder of a time breathing and stuff like that. You have to move a little slower up that high, but like I, I didn't feel like sick or anything at all. But um, I don't know, he did. I guess we probably, I guess we needed a, just a little bit more time up there or something i don't know it's interesting but yeah i'm glad that he was fine for uh you know the rest of your your time at elevation at least with that issue yeah so yeah um which kind of leads us to uh well, I actually where had a question if it has something does it have something to do with the sierra's crank no so go <laughs> ahead i i the sierra's are in my mind, my most favorite part of the PCT. I've never been on the, uh, besides that little section, I've never been on the PCT, but I, you know, just seeing everyone's vlogs, it's, it's like a ma- very magical place. So how long were you in that section between Kennedy Meadows and Yosemite? Um, I don't remember, honestly. <laughs> uh, it's all a blur. Yeah, I can't, I couldn't tell you exactly. You know, it's a couple weeks, maybe. Oh, wow. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like around a couple of weeks. I'm not even sure where the. I'm sure there's some PCT nerd out there who's just <laughs> screaming at their phone right now. But I, I'm not even sure exactly where the Sierras end. Like when we were going through there, by the time we got done Yosemite, we were like, "Are we done with the Sierras?" It doesn't feel like Northern California yet, but like it, it was kind of like. I remember we were asking people. We were like, "Where does Northern California start? Like, where does the Sierra end?" So I, I'm honestly not sure. Did you get? A but lot it, of it snow? wasn't. It wasn't that long. Yeah. Um, snow. Um, no, not really. We started so late that like snow, there was a couple times where we had to, you know, cross over some very small snow fields, but it really wasn't bad. We didn't need spikes or anything. Um, cause we were there and must've been mid June at that point. Okay. Actually, even into July a little bit, cause we were in Mammoth Lakes on the 4th of July, I remember. Mm-hmm. So like, it, I mean, at that point. I guess the snow year wasn't that bad and we were also just so late in the season that, you know, it, the snow was, was no, no issue at all. Oh, that's good. Okay. That's all I have. 
Go on, Crank. All right. Well, I thank you. And if you are that PCT nerd screaming at your phone, leave a section in the comments. We love it. Um. So at one point, things started not to go well. You have a video entitled, Our PCT Hike is Falling Apart. Some good so, clickbait right there. Yeah, it is. Yes. <laughs> it was, it was kind of true, though. <laughs> so what exactly started to happen? So it was kind of the perfect storm. This was around Bernie, California. So we were solidly in, in Northern California at this point. There's kind of main, uh, two main things that were going wrong at that point. So the first thing was we had to kind of finally accept the fires. Uh, up, up until that point, and even a little bit further after that, we had continuous footsteps. We hadn't had to skip anything. And going into the PCT, like I always knew that like fires were a good chance. There's a good chance there's going to be fires and we we're going to have to miss some sections or whatever. Like, obviously like everybody knows that, but the further along we got without having even really any close calls with fires, the more I became, and I think probably Flossy too, but I'll just speak for myself at least. Um, the more I became convinced that like, oh shit, we might actually be able to pull this off without having to skip anything because we thought that once we got into like Oregon and Washington, it was going to be fine because they got a lot of snow and like, it'll still be, you know, there won't be any fires, but that certainly wasn't the case. And so um, around the time that video came out, we found out about the McKinney, I think it was called fire, which had Mm -hmm. closed a pretty good chunk of the trail from Aetna, California up to Ashland, Oregon. And that was just a huge bummer. I mean, it was a bummer to have to, you know, skip around a fire no matter what, but it was also right on the Oregon, California border. And so we'd been at that point, we were kind of starting to get excited to cross into Oregon. Like we were, it was kind of on the horizon and that was like, you know, would have been the biggest like accomplishment yet so far on the trail. And so when we realized we weren't going to be able to do that and we realized we were going to have to miss our continuous footsteps, that was just a huge bummer. And then the other thing was Flossie was starting to have some issues around that point um that's kind of when it really started to pick up and it's kind of tricky to explain because i and he's talked about it freely but like i always feel just a little bit weird talking about it because i don't want to like speak for him i Mm -hmm. guess and there's a lot of kind of unknowns too and and in in his own words uh it was kind of traumatic but basically he thought at the time that something was wrong with like his health. Like he was getting like lightheaded a lot and, you know, looking back on it in a a previous episode of trail tales we had where we we were kind of reflecting on it. He was kind of leaning towards it being just a lot of anxiety. Um, You know, the source of that is kind of unclear still, but what am I saying? Um, back when it was actually happening, I don't think he really knew that. So he actually thought there was something wrong with him. We even got off trail at one point, a little mm-hmm. bit further north up in Oregon, and he went to get checked out and get blood blood worked on and all this stuff. And so right around the same time that we were learning that we were going to have to skip this section of the trail and that the Oregon border was closed is also when a lot of his health issues were kind of starting to... It's all correlated. Um, What's that? It's like um, kind of correlated. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was just the, it was just bad timing, basically. Like so, two like kind of major things were going down at once, and so 
it really did. I called it clickbait a minute ago, but honestly, it really did feel like our through hike was kind of falling apart. And in hindsight, as we got further north, things didn't really get better. They only got worse. And so it kind of was falling apart, unfortunately. (laughs) It was it was heartbreaking to watch because we were following you throughout, you know, live. We were following you throughout your trip. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit, what's going on? What's happening? Because we, we were watching the fires. It's been fires near Yosemite and then the fires in Northern California and to Oregon and to Washington. It's like, oh, shit. They may, they, they may not make it. So Yeah, it was a bummer. It was a bummer. Um, but, you know, that's just how it goes on yeah, a through hike. It, like, man. it doesn't matter how much experience you have. A lot of the time, it just takes some luck. And things can go wrong to anybody, and especially on the PCT, too, with the fire situation. So, you know, it is what it is. Like, in hindsight, none of us regret anything. Uh, You know, we did the best we could, and I'm not sure what Flossie's going to do, but I'm most likely going to go back next year and finish the miles that I missed. Most likely. I only say most likely because I haven't, like, booked anything or picked out any dates or anything yet. Um, and my life is a little bit up in the air, but for the most part, I about 90% sure, 95% sure, even that that's going to be a priority for me next year. So uh, even if it's not next year, I'll still go back and finish them at some point, probably pretty soon because it's kind of eating at me a little bit. (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm sure it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Get those 2,600 miles. Yeah, exactly. And I want to get to the Canadian border too. Absolutely. Uh, can you tell us about your friend Brandon? You 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 adopted somebody on, on the <laughs> yeah. trail, or maybe he adopted us. No. <laughs> um, so we we met Brandon on day three of our hike, actually. Oh wow! And he was kind of like it was in a mountain laguna, California. He had been, I think he started like a two days before us or something like that. And he was down and out in Mount Laguna. He hurt himself and totally fucked himself up, like, right at the very beginning. He had never backpacked before. He was definitely in over his head. Really? So he was, like, kind of – he was taking, like, a bunch of zeros only 40 miles into the trail when we first met him. And so we got ahead of him because he stayed there and we kept going. But um, we did – you know, we camped with him one night there and got to know him a little bit. Um, and he had never heard of my YouTube channel or anything. And then eventually, maybe like a week or two later, he caught up to us and he was doing much better. And like, it was just good vibes. And then we kind of like leapfrog for a little bit. And then eventually we kind of just settled into the same schedule. And, and from around, um, around the Acton KOA, around Acton, California from then on all the way up until we got off. He was, he was with us pretty much the entire time. There was one time where he ended up staying in town an extra day because he was waiting on a package at the post office that didn't come or no, no, it did come, but he just couldn't, the post office was fucking up or something, but he ended up catching us just a few days later. So for the most part, we were together for, you know, most of our hike, which was cool. And and he's awesome. He just had good vibes. Mm Mm-hmm. Just had good vibes and matched our hiking style. And it was, that's one of the best things about through hiking is you just like, 
so far with the, the two long through hikes I've done, I've come out of it with like at least one other like really, really like good friend, like a new friend. Um, the AT, it was a couple of people, but on the PCT, it was, it was just Brandon for the most part. A lot of other like, like, you know, people I met and friends I made too, obviously, but he was the one that we hiked with the most. Yeah. Watching your videos, I was looking through the comments and someone had commented, you know, whenever Brandon is not in a video for a while, I get weird. Like, they leave him, is he okay? I remember and seeing he, that comment. And then he shows up, and it's, I'm so happy. And I read that comment, and I was like, I agree with that completely. Yeah, he he was awesome. He made the videos better. He made the vibe better. Um, I was very thankful, especially to have him towards the end when Flossie was having his issues, because it just made it, you know, it's a little bit of a burden off of me that sounds bad it wasn't a burden but you know what i mean it's just like a little bit less you know i have someone else to kind of navigate this with absolutely um so that that helped too and he's just a good guy he's such a good guy i miss him i hope i get to see him soon is he an east coaster or is he west coaster he lives in texas oh a mid coaster okay mid coaster i guess (laughs) he lives in uh, dallas oh boy okay there's no hiking in Texas, I guess, right? There's, There's Big Bend. Oh, I, yeah, that's true. I haven't been to Texas since I was a kid, like long right. before I was into hiking, but I think there's some, but there's it's some. definitely not a state known for its, <laughs> it's, its hiking. Uh, hiking. I almost said yeah. known for its Texas. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm sure you are. I beat the shit out of myself today. <laughs> oh, shoot. So, so what'd you do today? I just went for like a 11-mile like loop um but it was pretty steep and i haven't been hiking too much but i'm I'm trying to get back into like trail running Mm -hmm. um no backpacking on the horizon i kind of want to give myself a break from that but um just a short break you know by the spring we'll be back at it but but for now um i haven't been doing too much on trail but i took the day off today i was like you know what i need to get some miles in and i've been trying to get back into trail running a little bit and so and for me trail running is like power hiking on the uphills and then slowly jogging on the flats and downhills. Yeah, and that's so how that, you ultra marathon, dude. Like that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the most I could do anyways. So I, I did like 11 miles today and it was pretty, I don't remember exactly how much elevation gain. It might've been like 3,500 or something, but whatever it was, it kicked my ass. Cause I'm pretty tired. <laughs> I ate two meals since I've been home. I got home at like four. <laughs> We can identify with this because we are back in running mode and training mode for, I'm not going to say here, we'll maybe talk about it on on a We're running a 50K in March. Oh, are you guys really? I was going to. We're running walking a 50K and there's no time limit. So (laughs) we can be walking. Fuck you. I was going to tease it out. No, no, we're running it. It's good. Can you guys give me just a second? I'm going to take my sweatshirt off. I'm getting kind of hot here. He's sure. taking it off, folks, right here. Don't you wish this was a video podcast? <laughs> it's, awkward. it's good this isn't a video podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, slowly taking almost... off the green sweatshirt. Oh, he's wearing another shirt underneath. Okay. Sorry, folks. It's almost as disappointed. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> You we guys just, making fun of me? I couldn't hear anything you said that Yeah, we just time. had some fun at your expense. It was hilarious. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You'll have to listen back to the episode. Oh, I will. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, we. I completely identify. We completely identify with that because we are increasing our mileage. So it feels great. 
But yeah, after a long run, um, sucks. yes, yeah, Your body I can't believe I didn't. Up, you die for a while. <laughs> yeah, I f- it feels good though. Like I'm just tired. I'm just gonna pass out after this. It's gonna be great. Awesome. So let's talk about the videos. Um, they are a blast to watch. There's a great balance of humor, realism. Uh, obviously, Luke did an amazing job editing. How much collaboration? was there did you just send him thumb drives or did you talk about it over the phone like what was that process how did you find him i got lucky as hell so i remember in the last episode we talked about this a little bit i think i had just like kind of started to lock him in around the time we last recorded i just put an app you know for lack of a better word anyways an application on the community tab on my channel which not that many people see and I was planning on like pushing this out for like months and posting it in other places too, maybe even mentioning it in some of the videos so I could really like increase my chances of finding somebody. But he was like the first person who not maybe not the first person, but one of the first people to apply. And I could tell right away that he got it. Like he kind of checked like all the boxes I was looking for, which you know, I wanted like the basic technical skills, but then I was really more looking for someone who understood like the style of my videos and kind of what I was going for rather than someone that was like a super proficient editor, because I figured I could teach them as long as they had the basic skills. And there's nothing very complicated with, um, with my videos either in terms of the technical stuff. So I just got lucky and I found them like that. And then in terms of the collaboration, there was more at the beginning. I feel like after a few videos, we kind of got into a rhythm. And so I would, I did send him a few SD cards in the mail, but most of the time I would just upload the footage overnight when we were staying in town. And it would usually be just enough time to get the gigabytes worth of footage uploaded, depending on how fast the hotel Wi-Fi was. But it actually worked out really great. I feel very lucky because that made it much easier to get them out on time. Um, And so we did that. And then the way I would film the videos would usually make it pretty obvious, like the flow of it. So he would know like what spots to put like music in mm-hmm. and what okay. spots for B roll. And then he would know like, okay, now we take a break. And because he just understood the flow of my videos so well too. And, and we talked about that. Honestly, most of the collaboration was done before I even left. Like we talked extensively about like how we were going to pull it off. We talked extensively about like the, the, the style of the videos and like, the way that they're going to come together. And we even went for a, a hike together, a 30 mile uh, hike. So it was two nights, um, like a week or two before I left for the PCT. And so he got to see like how I filmed and then he edited that video as well. So like he got a little bit of practice there. Um, and then we, we would talk on the phone every now and then if he had like a question about something. Um, but for the most part, it came. I think it came pretty naturally to both of us, which was amazing. I'd never had someone edit for me before. This was new to me. He had never edited for someone else before. And it came together so well. He did such a good job. Um, he worked his ass off. And I'm so grateful because there's no way that I would have been able to edit while I was out there. I would have just not. I'd be editing those videos now. Like, my channel would be nothing but PCT <laughs> content now. So I'm very, very thankful that it all worked out so well. It was a lot of preparation, but also a lot of luck too, I think. No, and a lot of great. hard work. We enjoyed this yeah. so much. 
And he did an amazing job. There was a video where something was going on with your audio. Oh, yeah. And That's he my just, favorite one. Yes, he series. just turned that into like a shitty situation into something hilarious. That's exactly what he did. Like when I, so this was around the time that we were in the Mojave Desert section of the PCT. And I filmed almost the entire, actually I did film the entire video and then I got to town, and as I was going to upload the footage for him, I just kind of glanced through some of it on my phone, and I was like, this is not good. The audio was just ruined. There was something wrong with my microphone, and I was stupid. I should have been checking more consistently to make sure that my microphone was, you know, all the audio sounded fine, but I wasn't. So I didn't realize it until the video was done. And so all the picture was fine, but the audio and a lot of it, if not most of it was just totally unusable. And so I gave the footage to him and I just said, look, man, low expectations with this one, just do your best and whatever comes of it. Like, just that's fine. Like I, I wasn't expecting much. And then he took it and he's such a creative person. It's crazy. He, he just found a way to put it together he added some of his own stuff. So he kind of interjected and was like, Hey, I'm the editor and Kyle's microphone is fucked. And so I'm going to kind of tell the story a little bit. So he kind of like narrated some of it and he was super funny and like all the, his little clips in there. And he did this like really epic, like long intro that just made things like so intense. And, <laughs> and it was just like, it, it, he took exactly what you said. He took a shitty situation and, not only made it usable, but ended up making, in my opinion, in his opinion too, um, the best video from the whole series, which is just, which is just crazy. Like I got so lucky finding him. Um, he's about to, to join the air force actually. And so I'm not going to have too much access to him over the next month or two, but I, uh, I do want to keep working with him and I will be uploading another video that he's done at some point within the next month, most likely because the two of us went and through hiked the Washita trail only like a couple of weeks after I got home and he's editing that long ass video. And so there'll cool. be more Luke edited content very soon. Nice. Very nice. He's probably working on it as we speak. Cause he's leaving in just a few days and he's trying to get it done before he leaves. Crazy. Wow. Thank you, Luke. Yes. Good luck. He Luke. killed it. He killed it. <laughs> All right, let's um, talk about something a little more serious. Tumbles, go ahead. Oh, yes. So if you're listening to this, what's today, the 6th? Actually, a lot more serious. Yeah, yeah. This, okay, time to put on our, our frowns. Um, yeah, if you're listening to this between, like, January 7th to 8th, Kyle had just put a video up <laughs> about a gentleman named Chris Fowler who – was a through PCT through hiker who went missing in 2016 in I would say southern to mid Washington state. Yeah. Um it's an excellent video uh Kyle really you go into this really well and you've been chatting with the stepmother, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh the reason why I wanted to bring this up was because when Kyle put up the missing person sign, I was like, "Oh shit, I saw this same sign." at Snoqualmie Pass in 2020. So could you just briefly go in, because I want people to watch the video too, briefly, briefly go into Mr. Sherpa. Yeah, 
brevity is not my strong strong suit neither is speaking but um so this this gentleman yeah he went missing in 2016 and i also learned about it from the flyer when i was hiking through there it was only like uh geez probably a week maybe even a day or two less before i ended up leaving the trail but i remember i got out to this random dirt road in the middle of nowhere that also had like an overlook there and so i kind of stopped to look at the overlook and i was by myself the other guys were behind me a ways and i just saw this like poster and it was kind of just like eerie and i had seen a few of them before that too like of the same guy but i never really stopped to read them honestly but for some reason i actually stopped this time and i looked at it it was a super detailed poster it wasn't just like a missing and a picture of him it had pictures of like all of his gear it had information about like where he was last seen and like some of the details about what they think might have happened and like like just asking for you to keep a an eye out and it it had been updated like recently too so it was clear that they were like still looking for him even though it was you know the disappearance happened in 2016 and so i kind of just remembered it and then flash forward to present time i recently started this thing on my channel where i'll make videos about like missing hikers or um uh like i've only done three so far including this one so just kind of stuff like that basically and so when i was thinking about like the next uh story i wanted to cover i guess that makes me sound so legit that makes me sound like a journalist i'm not a journalist but there are so many independent journalists and there are a couple of hiker hiker channels that specifically focus on lost hikers yeah so you're you're doing a good service yeah and so anyways i was just trying to think of like the next one that i wanted to cover and, and that one just stuck in my mind the first two i did were related to the at and so i was like okay i want to switch it up and do it about the pct and so i started researching only like a day before I, so it would have been, what's today? Today is Friday. Friday. I posted the video on Thursday. I started researching on Wednesday. I just, that was my, like, I just took the whole day to do it. And I actually, that's not true, actually. The, the day before that, so I guess it would have been Tuesday, I, I, I was just looking around a little bit, and I noticed that there was a Facebook group dedicated to, like, his case and, like, trying to bring him home, and I noticed that his stepmother was in the facebook group and she was kind of the one like leading it it looks like and so i just sent her a message and i i was just mostly i just wanted to get her blessing to make the video and then we started talking a little bit and then i had some questions about some of the stuff i was reading in the news articles and then it just led to this whole other thing where she was giving me all these details that hadn't even really been covered in the news articles and like obviously it's her stepson she's kind of leading the effort to like keep the the search for him alive. Right. And so she just has like all this information and, you know, I was asking like her opinion on some of the different, like um, on just on some of the information and stuff. And she was so like happy to help. Like she answered every little detailed question I had about like everything. Um, I ended up running the script by her before I filmed the video too, just to make sure that like she was good with everything and to make sure I got everything right, which there was a couple little things I missed actually. So she helped me correct some of that stuff too. And she was very, very appreciative, um, which, which was awesome. And I was very appreciative too, because I think it made the video much better. And I think it, uh, ultimately it just told the story better. And so 
it was it was awesome i like it's it's such a sad situation but you know i people people have been commenting a lot like oh this is such a good thing like kind of like you just said their tumbles and and like it definitely is a good thing but it's like kind of mutually beneficial too because i get to make a good video one that people want to watch and it also gets to help get the word out there for some of these missing hikers and it was greatly appreciated by by uh sally is her name um chris's stepmother so it really is mutually beneficial and my like i i highly doubt this will ever happen but if someone were to ever help solve one of these cases that they learned about from one of my videos i've only made three of these so i'm jumping the gun a lot here but like if that were to ever happen as unlikely as that is like that would just be insane like i don't even know like that that would be that would be pretty crazy honestly and and another reason why i wanted to talk about his case too is just because i was doing the pct videos last year and so i feel like there's probably a lot of people that'll be hiking this year Mm -hmm. that watched my videos um kind of in preparation for their hike and so i was hoping that you know that'll make some of those hikers that will be going through that area very shortly more aware of it and so maybe they can keep their their eyes peeled for anything when they're going through that area in central northern washington maybe i don't know maybe they can notice something well just the the amount you've reached in 24 hours i i know to to the youtube influencer i mean twelve thousand people i think that's quite a lot that you've reached in just 24 hours so no matter what you are making a difference because now more people are aware yeah yeah for sure and actually i think another another video too that i'm like very proud of honestly was the first one of this style i did probably about a month ago now it was about a hiker named scott Lilly who was murdered on the appalachian trail in 2011 and that's kind of what started this whole like I don't know, true crime for the lack of a better word thing on my channel. Again, I've only done three videos so far. I'm going to be doing more though, because they, people have been loving them and they've been very well received. And so the whole reason I started it was because I've always known about this hiker named Scott Lilly, who was murdered in 2011. And so from my understanding, he's the second most recent murder to occur on the AT. And there's a number of other, murders that have happened on the AT that received a pretty good amount of like media attention and attention among the hiking community. But for some reason, nobody had ever talked about, not nobody, that's an exaggeration, obviously, but like most people didn't know about what happened to Scott Lilly. Nobody knew his name. Nobody knew his story. And I had stumbled across it, you know, a number of years ago. And when I was just thinking of video ideas, you know, I like to try different things on my channel every now and then and switch things up. And so that was always an idea I've had, like, oh, maybe I could like do a video like covering this story because I just think that more people need to know about it. Like nobody knows. I even had a few or not a few. I had one like very high profile, like another hiking YouTuber reach out to me and, and be like, I didn't even know about this. Hmm. And so like I just felt like his story was like very under uh I don't want to say underrepresented, but just like, yeah, people didn't, Under-reported. people don't know about it. Yeah. People don't know about it. And so that was like what started it all. I just thought that more people needed to hear his story. And then that video did really, really well. 
it's almost at like it's at like 170,000 views right now or something like that. And so now wow. there's like 170,000 more people that know about his story. So like I'm very very proud well of that done. one. Um again, I don't think it's ever going to you know lead to him or his uh, case being solved, but at least more people are aware now because like I said there's just been I'm kind of talking in circles here, but th- there's just been other murder cases on the AT that received like so much attention and there's nothing wrong with that obviously like that's a good thing like people need to know these stories but i just felt like the amount of deten- amount of attention was disproportionate i guess and so i just wanted to have more people know about it and then it did really well people were telling me i should make more videos like that and so that's what i'm doing well thank you yes don't thank me <laughs> fine for- we don't thank you <laughs> Yes, take it back. Damn it. I I do appreciate it. Um, I I feel this is still like a pretty recent thing on my channel, but it just just feels weird to me when people thank me for it because like a lot of people were doing that in the comments too. And and I'm very grateful, don't get me wrong, but like it just feels weird because all I did was, you know, just talk about it in a video. Like I didn't really do that much, I guess, but I guess it is then again worthwhile that more people know about it. So yeah, exactly. So I guess I, I guess I gotta learn to take that a little bit more. Suck it up and say you're you're welcome, damn it. (laughs) I guess, and the other thing too is just like it, it's good for my channel. Like those videos have been very good for my channel too. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm also benefiting from it. So that makes it feel. I I don't think it's wrong. I wouldn't be doing it if if I thought it was wrong. But like, I don't know. Just I just am a little bit more hesitant to accept praise because of it, because of that. But I don't know. I guess at the end well, of the day, if you thing. had only like five views on it, it wouldn't really be serving a good. Yeah, purpose. that's a good point. So, that's a good point, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really think about it like that. And like, what do you think Unsolved Mysteries did back in the day? Um, if nobody watched that, you know. Yeah. So it it's definitely a good thing that it's benefiting you because that means more people are actually viewing it. Yeah, that's true. And and again, going back to like the most recent one I did about Chris Fowler, like his family was very appreciative. So it's it's mutually beneficial, I guess. Yeah. Excellent. And you are absolutely right. Um one of the things <clears throat> that drives tumbles and I nuts um the the kid with the bus tumbles oh chris mccandless yeah every like what that is schmuck. so overrepresented and it's had sean penn movies and oh oh the that alaska, alaska asshole one, right? yeah. yeah yeah like we <laughs> asshole <laughs> no, <Sorry. right? laughs> doesn't mean he's not an asshole like we are not Chris McCandless fans on this podcast. Interesting. And, but, I don't know anything about his story. There Good. are people that don't are bother. literal sycophants because that story is so overrepresented. And there's a Sean Penn movie to the point where they had to remove the, the bus because other people were dying, like going out and searching. So I'm oh, glad geez. that you are bringing attention to other, um, you know, tragedies on trail that people are not aware of. I'm going to make my next video about that one just to spite you. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. And I will watch it. No, do it. I will watch no, it. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> um, there's this little known hiker that passed away in a Alaska. <laughs> you guys might have heard of it before. <laughs> Sean maybe. Penn played him. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway. Um, 
you don't have to go into the whole thing, but the other thing that I wanted to mention was this is not the first time that you've done something in this vein. I remember listening to Trail Tales a few years ago where you had um, Doug Lauer on talking about his son Trevor uh, who passed away on the PCT um, and Doug, his father, has spent the last few years really promoting hiker safety and, and being responsible and has really attempted to turn his son's death into something good by um, getting the word out and promoting, like knowing what the hell you're doing before you head out there. Um, so that's one of the episode of Trail Tales that sticks out in my mind. And you actually passed that spot uh, where Trevor passed away on your PCT hike. So again, briefly, just what was going through your mind when, you know, you passed that spot? Yeah, I... The only reason I didn't remember exactly where it was, but there was a little sign about it, like in the spot. Okay. <laughs> and so when I saw the, the sign, like it took me back to that episode I did. And when, when we did that episode, he, uh, Doug, that is reached out to me and was like, Hey, I'd like to come on and tell this story. I didn't reach out to him. Um, and honestly, I was a little bit uncomfortable with it at first because I had never done like such a serious episode and I was like, you know, I don't want to say something stupid. And, and so I was like very uncomfortable with the idea at first, but we talked quite a bit, um, before we recorded and I even listened to like another podcast that he had been on before. And I was like, you know what? I think, I think this would be a good thing. Um, and so we did the episode and it was great. It was really well received. I learned a lot, um, and then when I got to that spot on the PCT, I don't know, I just, I just felt like I had to say something because Doug is doing like so much good work to keep people safe out there. And the spot itself was like pretty sketchy. Like there was no snow when I went through, but I could hmm. definitely see how like, yeah, I could sketchy. see it in the video. It gets yeah. real narrow. And there's so many other spots like that too on the PCT where if there's a lot of snow, like it would definitely be pretty dangerous. And so I think Doug is, he's doing a good thing. He's trying to bring, something positive out of like such a negative situation. And I'm so grateful that I did that episode with him. Um, and we still, he, he, he actually watches my videos still. I'm pretty sure cause he comments on quite a few of them. He actually commented on the one I posted the other day about Chris Fowler. And so I don't know, it's, I, I would like to do a video on maybe what happened to his son at some point that might be, that might be on the horizon here. Um, cool. I'm sure he'd, he'd like to, talk about it and he could probably give me some good information or something like that excellent okay. great all right um we've kept you a bit and it is appreciated so let's start to wrap up um you mentioned next year you're planning um to go back and finish up some of those miles any other hikes on the horizon um mm. Nothing at the moment. I think it'd be cool. I was just thinking about this the other day, actually. Um, I think it'd be cool to maybe just go do like a little section of the AT, maybe as like a warm up hike for the PCT stuff. And then I'm going to be in Hawaii for like a month and then some. And so there's no like backpacking there, but I'll be doing like some hikes there. But other than the PCT, that's like the only thing planned kind of at the moment but i'm sure 
I'll do at least one other like shorter through hike, maybe like a hundred mile ish kind of trail because I'm always doing that. And it might even be kind of on a whim too. Cause like I said, I got home from the PCT and then I pretty much last minute decided to go hike another 220 miles on the Washita trail, um, back in October. So I don't know, I can do whatever I want. So I'm sure I'll end up doing something else. I'm sure. All I'm right. Sure figure and it out. Yeah, we look forward to the content. Definitely. Um, any specific plans for Trail Tales or the YouTube? Um, no, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. There'll definitely be more like, again, I don't know exactly how to phrase it. Like, I hate, true crime sounds so cringy, <laughs> but like, you know, like more missing hikers, I guess, like that kind of style, more serious style of videos. Um, there'll be lots more goofy stuff too, backpacking gear related stuff. And then for the podcast, it's finally back. It is. I'm just trying to do one episode a week. Um, I've got a whole list of potential guests. I can't say them because I haven't contacted most of them, but (laughs) the podcast will. Yeah, exactly. The podcast will keep going. um, And I'm just, honestly, I don't really plan too much with my videos. Like I have, I mean, the next video I'll post will be on Monday and I have no idea what it's going to be yet. Like I haven't (laughs) even started thinking about it and I usually do it like video to video and podcast to podcast, honestly. So, um, the only thing I'll say actually one thing that, and I already mentioned this a a little bit ago, but, um, one video to keep an eye out for will be the Washita trail video. And it's going to be a longer video. Um, might even be like an hour long. I'm not exactly sure. I might split it into two if that's the case, but it's going to be like a longer video of our through hike and Luke's finishing that up right now, like I said. And so that'll be out. I'm not exactly sure, but hopefully by the end of January, um, if not at some point before the spring, but other than that, I just do a video to video. So I don't know. Well, you you okay. could have fooled us because your videos are awesome. <laughs> I have like a whole like list of ideas, and then I kind of just pull ideas from there. But I haven't, I don't plan them. I probably should. <laughs> yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. They're fine. Seems to be working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, as as usual, the time always flies when we chat. So thank you once again for joining us, Kyle. And uh, please, if you talk to Flossie, give our best to Flossie and say hello to Brandon. We'll we'll have him on too. Why in the hell not? <laughs> yeah, you probably could. I can I can uh, reach out if you'd like. Awesome, We'd that would be him. great. Yeah, yeah. So Kyle, no guarantees. He's working a lot, but I'm sure oh, he? if he can, he'd be down. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, Kyle, if you wouldn't mind just plugging all of your awesome channels and stuff, and we'll get out of here. Sounds good. So the podcast is called Trail Tales. You can find it on any podcast app right guys yes Um, yes (laughs) little inside joke there we'll keep that between us um any podcast app just type in trail tales it's got the stupid blue cover that looks like a five-year-old made it i need to get a new new artwork that's on my list no Um, keep it (laughs) i don't know it needs to change and then oh i'm sorry to interrupt you but i have to tell you guys i heard your intro song like the doo doo. <laughs> I don't know what it, I was watching a YouTube video and whatever advertising before the video for whatever product used the same song. And I started cracking up and my wife had no idea what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> whoever it was, whoever the company was, they must have a low budget because it's just a free 
copyright yes. free like song on yep. YouTube. Uh, <laughs> I've heard, yeah, I've, I can't remember where I heard it. I heard it one time too. And then I've had a few listeners like reach out to me and say that they heard it in various places too. So it's definitely <laughs> out there. Right, anyway, it's, it's, it's probably a good thing though, because it's like, then it just makes them think of the show. I don't know. Yep. But um, then YouTube, my YouTube channel, Kyle Hates Hiking, you can just type that in and it will pop right up. And then Cranky and Tumbles, like, thank you guys so much for having me on a third episode. Our I love pleasure. doing this podcast. I would love to come back on again um, if I am invited. So don't I appreciate us with it. a good Anytime. time, Kyle, of course. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. This is always really fun. So thank awesome. you guys. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. That kind of wraps it up for us. You know, we say this ad nauseum, but find us on all the social medias. Cranky's been posting like a crazy person on TikTok. I I can't even keep up with the shit he's <laughs> posting on TikTok. What was your latest one? Um, hell, I don't know. I did one on Map and Compass. I did one on my arc lighter that oh, I got yeah. for Christmas. That's right. I don't know. Check us out on TikTok. Yeah, just just put in our name. All right, y'all. I'm lazy. Have a good night. Bye.